You are about to listen to Series 5, Episode 2 of Rich Tang's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Some of the cool kids call it Rahel Estepar. I don't know if you're one of them or not. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. This is free. We want to keep the audio free always, so you can enjoy it, even if you don't have any money or if you resent paying for things, even if you're super rich. Probably like you're David Cameron, but you want to keep all your money because you're a greedy prick. Uh, but if you want to pay to, for this, and if you want to help fund future projects, because we can't afford to do all of this for nothing, um, we've got loads of other ideas and we'd love to do, just go to www.gofasterstripe.com where you can either download a video version of these podcasts for a very reasonable fee, or if you go to www.gofasterstripe.com slash R-H-M-O-L, Rahamol, as some of the cool kids call it, you can donate money, either just a one-off payment for a badge or a monthly payment via PayPal for, a, for another different badge, and that would be incredibly helpful to us. Then we can, we'll put all the money from that into making new comedy for you, which will then hopefully all go up for nothing, which would be beautiful if that happens. Or come and see me on tour. We're all going to die. Go to richardherring.com for details of that. You can also see uh, my video show, Meaning of Life, which will be up on vimeo.com slash channels slash R-H-M-O-L. Uh, and there's a podcast of that as well on iTunes, Richard Herring's Meaning of Life. Look out for that. So there's loads more free stuff. There's some paid stuff uh, you can choose to pay for if you want. Anyway, now let's listen to the next episode. What's, I wonder what crazy adventures we'll get up to this week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who, when he's orgasming, when having sex with a fan, shouts moon on a stick. Will you please welcome Richard Herring? <laughs> I've forgotten everything. I'm, I'm Richard Herring. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Or as all the cool kids call it, Rahel Estepar. Hey, yeah. Oh, you're much better than last week's audience. I never, never get tired. I never get... I literally... Never get tired of that. Uh, so I'm going to... Let's, let's uh, have a little chat. There's some uh, people have turned up over here. They weren't, they weren't here last week. I don't think... It's, I don't think I've, I've, I've done something to this. Oh, Chris has gone, so it's no good... Because it's good to be able to see you, but I've fucked this up. This is making it now. Oh, I don't, oh, stand by now. I think I'll just turn, fuck it. Uh, it's broken. Uh, I'll just talk to you. What's, hello, what's your name? Harry. 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 That's, that makes more sense. Uh, and uh, what, what do you do for a living? I'm a teacher. Oh, a teacher. What do you teach? English. In English. Have you ever had sex with any of your pupils? <laughs> It's what everyone was thinking. I just thought I'd, I'd address the elephant in the room. No. How old are the, how old are the, uh, the pupils that you teach? Uh, they're between 14 and 18. 14 and 18? There'd be nothing wrong with that. <laughs> be, no, that would be... <laughs> be what? Uh, and uh, what's, your fr- what's your name? Ellie. Ellie. What do you do, Ellie? I work for the Citizens You work for the Citizens Advice Bureau. I'm a citizen. What advice can you give me? <laughs> Do you actually have a bureau there? Because why is it called a bureau? It's an office, yeah, but like a bureau. My dad had a bureau. Kept all his envelopes in it. (laughs) What's the most stupid thing you've been asked apart from what I've just said to you? (laughs) You don't give advice. That's fucking brilliant. I work for the Citizens Advice Bureau and I don't give advice. They come and I need some advice. No, come to the wrong place. 
That does not happen. What do you do for the Citizen Advice Bureau? You're a, you're a project coordinator of a big lottery project. Do you just steal money from the Citizen Advice Bureau and put it on lottery tickets? Is that what happens? And hope you win. You should do that. That would be good. How do you know, how do you know uh, uh, Carrie? You're a friend. You're a friend of a friend. Eh? Is this a little date we've got going on here? Is that what's happening? It's all right. It's the 21st century. It's allowed now. She was a bridesmaid at your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what how's, how's it going with the with your husband? Ten years. Ten years. It's still going. Where is he? Uh, There's an empty seat here next to you. As well, you go. He died. He died yesterday, <laughs> and we thought we'd come out, come out and cheer ourselves up. Thanks for bringing it up. I'm delighted your husband's still oh, That's very good. Well done. Well done, Karen. A lot of people don't understand that. Do you like my, uh, do you like my T-shirt? It's different than last week's T-shirt. Have you ever, have you ever seen a Bigfoot, Carrie? No? Okay. It's a good question, isn't it? And who are these two fellas here? They ain't the chance of them. They're kind of hoping... They've sat there thinking, a couple of young ladies. I uh, don't usually meet them uh, in my day-to-day IT job. What do you do? You work in IT? Wow. That's... Uh, that's uh, <laughs> You work in a shop? Yes. What do, but you know, you're not allowed to sell anything, I expect, when you get people come in. Can I buy something? No, I don't. I don't do that. Which shop do you work in? I work in a shop selling art and craft supplies. You work in a shop selling art and craft supplies? Paints Ooh. Yeah, no, I know what arts and craft supplies are. <laughs> Paints and stuff. Yeah, we know that. What about your friend? He's got like a, a, a lemon on his T-shirt with an orbit going around it with a, with a supermarket trolley on it. Is that what the young people are into these days? Is that what's... What's that? What's, what's, what's your T-shirt about? Because mine is very clear. You know, that asks a question. And that is... A, that's, and if you bought this from Cotton Cart, richardherring.cottoncart.com, that is an icebreaker, isn't it? You go to a party, go, have you ever seen a Bigfoot? People go, no. Yeah, the ice... The ice is broken with you. They're just confused by the lemon orbits and the supermarket trolley going around it. What is that about? It's a U2 t-shirt. That is even fucking more embarrassing. (laughs) What is that? Supermarket Lemon? Was that the album? Supermarket Lemon Orbit in Space. That is what's going on. You like U2? Yeah, they're all right. You must quite like them to wear their t-shirts. You can't wear their t-shirt and then go... Although actually my mother-in-law bought me a Walking Dead sweatshirt for Christmas because I'm doing a show called We're All Gonna Die you've seen it uh, and uh, she just thought that would act not knowing that's a TV show so if I go out wearing my sweatshirt people go oh do you like The Walking Dead no I've never seen it why why are you wearing the sweatshirt of that that is insane so you know it's good she's made me look nuts uh, but uh, I just go out wearing my own branded clothes now that's what I'm gonna do for the rest of the time and how are the, how are the butlers I should say hello to the butlers how are you doing you're still butling? Still in the same place? Yeah? Are we there? Yeah? Old? You know? Yeah? Uh, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. Good. It's good to know. Uh, so, uh, anything exciting happened in the, the last few months since you've come to the Less Square Theatre podcast? Did you see a big... Have you seen a Bigfoot? No. See? It's, 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 break, the ice is broke. See? Look at that. <laughs> the ice is broken. Um, nothing happened? Not, nothing good happened? No. No. I still know. Uh, any good nuclear fission been going on? Fusion? No. 
Any advances in energy that will save the planet? I understand the planet's fucked. We're getting rain, rain power. Well, we're going to be we're going to be very rich in this country if that comes up, isn't it? About some wind power, that'll be good. Oh, you got that already. Uh, so, will you please welcome my guest today? Uh, she is probably best known uh, from appearing in the film uh, House with Cle- the House with Cleopatra and Friends. <laughs> I believe starred the pop group Cleopatra. Do you remember them? Cleopatra coming at you and then going away. <laughs> Will you please welcome Jenny Eclair? Hello, how you doing? Sit down, pick up a mic. I do. Speak into the I mic. I do remember. I remember doing Cleopatra coming at you. I'll tell you who came at me. Shane Ritchie. Oh, did he? Yes. He was in it and I had to French kiss him. Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, was it go. in the script or just you were overwhelmed with desire no, of seeing it was him? in the script okay. I don't know why uh, but I do remember him Did, looming down and right. the, yes. French kiss in the fr- script said yeah, French even though we're not able to see inside your mouths you must put your tongue in I think he took advantage Did of you <laughs> uh, I don't I'm really really disturbed by your shoes Richard I don't know where it just there's something of the fat pimp about what you're wearing <laughs> It's the gene, you can't wear stonewashed denim and then sort of slightly pointed black leather etch. Oh, oh. I can do whatever I like. <laughs> and little purple socks think, yeah, I've got it's on. It's really disturbing. I ran in today, so I was wearing my running shoes and they got dirty, so I brought these anyway just in case my, I didn't want to come in my running shoes onto stage, so I put some, put some nice shoes on. These are smart shoes. My mum would be very happy. They're no. from Oliver Sweeney. No, not Oliver Sweeney. They're, they're from uh, Jeffrey someone. They look like you've been selling Polish girls somewhere. It's horrible. <laughs> um, I didn't run. I've been here all bloody day in the West Have End. Have you? I'm exhausted. I'm so sorry I'm not Steve Coogan. He thought that he might be able to get Steve Coogan because Steve Coogan was going to be in town uh, because of the BAFTAs. Don't bother. He's not here, love. He's not. None of them know I'm that. I'm not suddenly are. going to say, well, surprise, surprise. <laughs> I was at drama school with uh, Steve Coogan. Oh, you? Yeah, but I'd left by, <laughs> left by the time he yes. arrived because I'm uh, a sight holder. Anyway, uh, yes, I've been in the West End all day. You went, you went to see Gravity, which I understand you uh, well, enjoyed. Well, before Gravity, yeah. I went to see the, my gynecologist. Uh, did you? Yes. <laughs> Um, I decided to go and see... I, I decided to pay to see a proper gynaecologist. Uh, because some, of them, <laughs> some of them what are gynaeco- real, you know. What gynaecologist are doing for nothing? Sometimes yeah, you look. just bend over <laughs> and someone gives you a check-out. You don't want that. You don't want that. No. I've got one of those things. Is it speculum? Is that what it's called? <laughs> I'll have a look. Yeah, I've got a filthy speculum. You've got no pants on, bend over. Anyway... Um, I went, I went to, I paid to see uh, a woman who knew about hormones because I'd gone to see my doctor about my periods. I'm so sorry, okay. but I have to tell you. And I talked to her, a she, a she woman, I talked to this woman about my periods for 10 minutes. I was banging on about them. And um, after that, she, I thought she was listening. I'd gone into quite graphic detail about my periods. And she said, after ten minutes, have you had a hysterectomy? (laughs) And I thought, 
I cannot trust this woman with my vagina. I really can't. So I went and saw someone that I paid to right. tell me that I'm fine. Okay, good. Uh, and then I... So you're in town, aren't you? And you think, well, I could get a bus back to Camberwell. Uh, and then I'd have to get a bus back. And I thought, well, I'll hang out in the West End. Well, the, it's awful, Were your pants back it? on by this stage? When you say, when you say hang out... <laughs> She didn't want to examine me. <laughs> didn't she? I wonder why. <laughs> I hope she was going. Anyway, um, so I, I hung out in town. Oh, it's awful. Are any of you on half term? Are, are any of you young people on half term? Yeah, well, you, you might be on half term. You're the teachers. You're like a child. <laughs> You're teachers. You deserve fun. But all those other cunts on the street. Yeah. <laughs> the kids. The kids, aren't they awful? I do have so much respect for you. So I was getting weepy in Selfridges, and I thought, well, I'll go and see Gravity. Have you heard of this film? I have heard of it. It's awful. (laughs) It won a lot of BAFTAs. Well, so people tell me. I did an hour, and I I left on the line. I left on the line where Sandra Bullock, of whom I am a fan... She goes, no one taught me to pray. I thought, I'm getting my fucking coat. And I thought, I cannot, I cannot stay now. I thought it was a dreadful, dreadful piece of entertainment. Very good special effects if you're into that kind of thing. Mm. Um, Adam but, Buxton, who was on last week, was telling me in the dressing room like that it? he enjoyed it, yes. Did he? Yes. Oh, good for Adam. Um, <laughs> I went to Wagamama. Oh, did you? Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And, and I bumped into Gabby Roslin. Did you? I won. <laughs> I won the day. I, uh, I, yeah. did a, I did a charity event with Gabby Roslin at the Victorian Albert Museum last year. Did, really? Yeah, we hosted a thing for the Missing People charity. Oh. Yeah. We were very nice. Neither of us took any payment. Both of us are born on July the 12th. Anything else you want to tell us about that? No, just I thought it was quite impressive. She was quite freaked out, I knew. But I'd... uh... (laughs) Doing your research. Stalking. Because it was for a long time, my only ambition was to be in the Guardian birthdays. Yes, have you done that? Have you managed that? I've finally done it. The last couple of years I've been in, but it took until... Do you feel really anxious on your birthday? (laughs) I bet this year when it's your birthday... No, I mean, I don't mind. No, no, you'll be really anxious. I know you. But I slip out again. (laughs) <laughs> Gabby Ross is there Bill Cosby Julius Caesar's always in there July the 12th uh, if you want to buy me a present uh, uh, just to let you know she's very nice Gabby I, yes, had very, we she had looked very, well she looked well very she looked like she was on HRT as well did she yeah good skin good hair I tell you I don't know why men balding men don't take it it's turning me into because they grow breasts I think is the it's not it's not made no. any difference to my breasts but my hair and my nails I'm turning to a yeah. wolf genuinely <laughs> I'm never, I've always had very poor hair. I now have quite thick. Well, it's not great, but it's not as bad as it used to be. But yes, it's very good Does for Does it have any effect on your ability to uh, my screen? No, to screen what you're saying to strangers? No. <laughs> <laughs> Does it sort of open you up so that everything has to be told I'm to everyone? Sorry. No, it's okay. God, I'm so sorry. That is what we want on I'm this. I'm overcompensating because I'm not Steve Coogan. <laughs> I'm just so sorry. Nobody knew that Steve Coogan was on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I just said there might be a bit and we got Adam Buxton and people would have thought that was it not Jenny Claire no way but they they, <laughs> they might have thought uh, each week I'm looking at Dirty Britcom Confessions the, the website where I've never comedy heard fans... of this am I in it? no <laughs> <laughs> right I am 
in the Guardian birthdays and the Sun birthdays. I'm not in this. I can't believe you're not in there. Everybody is in there. Stufa is in there. Stufa the cat. Stufa the cat. Harry Hill's cat. Someone has a sexual fantasy over that. I think you're very sexy. I, I'm going to go and put some in there. I don't want yours. I'm going to. <laughs> I really, no. That, I've got some good ones. I've shared flats with you. I know all about you. Uh, do, you, gonna, do, you do you have them? Do you, do there people... are, like, I've got about three or four on there, yeah. But, they're, but again, they're main. I think having been in a double act, especially with quite an attractive guy... Uh, so that's, that's I'm talking from Stu's perspective here. That uh, um, therefore people just dirty people like the idea of sleeping with a double act, as as Adam and Joe proved last week. So a lot most of mine right. are for, most of mine I are either Liam Herring or Colin. I need to get myself a double act partner, don't I? Yeah, get a double act partner. Okay, okay, and then I'll be in it. All right, okay, uh, I'll work on that. Yeah, I was disappointed. So I think I'm, some, I'm I think devastated. people at home should uh, go yeah. and add that in because <laughs> Stufa. What was Stoofa the sexual fantasy about Stufa? I can't remember. I should think it's about. It's be wanking with a glove yeah, puppet, won't it? That sort something. of thing. I used to have a line about that actually, uh, sort of about you know funny men. How I don't find funny men attractive. Sorry, Rich. Um, but it'd be better to say I find you very attractive. That would have been by far the better. And I, I used to have a line saying, if I want to laugh and come at the same time, I'll toss myself off with a glove puppet. <laughs> <laughs> My mother would be so proud of me. <laughs> Thank goodness she has no idea about how to do the podcasting. No. I'm going to. I'm going to email her. Probably... Email her. That's useless. Uh, she wouldn't. Not... She hasn't got an email. I'm going to go round to her house <laughs> and shout about A your whisper periods. through the door. Yeah. <laughs> your daughter's been talking about her periods again. <laughs> yes. Um, well, the first thing you did, according to IMDb, which is my, one of my main play go-to places. I don't think I mentioned this. So we did talk at the Edinburgh Fringe podcast. You played a room service waitress in our Fiedersein pet yes. in the 1980s. Yes, because I can go to Deutschland because I lived in Deutschland for four years. There'll be some filthy stuff about me now <laughs> on that website. Did you hear that German? That's very good. Yeah, that's the only line. I, I used to live in Germany. All right. Um, and Kuala Lumpur and various other places because I'm quite exotic and fascinating. Um, and um, and I, when I left drama school, um, I auditioned for some things and that was one, Abby Dezen Pet was one of the things. And I do remember going to a party. Do you remember the boy that died? I do. Gary. Gary Holton called. or something. Yeah. I'd never seen a line of coke as long. <laughs> I, and I've seen some lines of coke in my time. <laughs> and this one, he chopped it up on a fridge freezer. You know those long ones? Those yeah. really long the, ones. The flat ones that yeah, you open up. Yeah, that open up, like a coffin. Yeah. Yes. Well, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. And I watched him snort this line, and it went on and on and on and on. And so I was bored of watching. <laughs> <laughs> and I really wasn't surprised. And did he take the whole, the whole he thing? He took the himself? whole thing. There was nothing left. I had to have fish fingers out the freezer. <laughs> I chopped them up. Oh, those were the days. Long time ago. Long time ago. Did he sing the, it's the nerd, nerd mind? Did he sing the, um, the theme tune to Murphy's Mob as well? Was that him? I think he was in a band. I'm not sure he did do that. In my mind, I've got a connection with... There were two with... Gary no, no one remembers him. No, no, no. I was he... hoping when I was on Pointless that that would come up. That You've reached a level there. of nerd that no one even in this room can achieve. Uh, yeah. That's quite something. It is. How did you do on Pointless? I can't talk about it yet because it hasn't been on TV. <laughs> and I'm too bereft. <laughs> uh, 
I've managed to forget about it. I've done it twice. Have you? Yeah, once really, me and Linda Robson did it, and our first question, I didn't understand the rules as well. It didn't, doesn't make sense. Nobody understood. The, <laughs> nobody else had ever seen the programme I was on with, and nobody understood the rules at all. I was, and you I'm, must have been I'm beside yourself. I'm obsessed with the programme. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Were you really trying to explain the rules to everybody? Yeah, well, I was trying to help, and they go, ooh. I was going, no, it doesn't help, because if the wrong question comes up first, you know, that's, you're out after one question, aren't you? Yeah, well, Linda and I Possibly. were out on a rugby question. Right. Oh, like we could care less, you know, <laughs> went off to the bar and had a chat yes. much better um, and then I was on it with I think Michael Burke something like really? that <laughs> yes um, Beauty in the Brains I think they called us <laughs> and uh, we won he's not that good looking <laughs> I gave you that okay. I gave you <laughs> you won the whole yes, thing and did you that. win did you get the pointless no we didn't get a pointless but we got you know very much down to the yeah but you've got to win you can't just win you right. you've got to win the money for the charity as well they gave us maybe some. I did it Maybe I didn't. Who's to say? <laughs> Wait till you see. I'm hoping I can get uh, Richard Osman and maybe Xander as well on, as guests because I, I love that programme. It's yes, a brilliant well, programme. Yes, yes, it's good. But again, you know, you've touched on one of my beefs, haven't you? Have I? Yes, we'll probably talk about it later. <laughs> That's what your gynaecologist did today as well. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we can talk about it now. Uh, well, because you've been in the... In fact, you, today you're in the news saying uh, that you're fed up... And this isn't any reflection on Alexander Armstrong. Uh, no. Knackered old male comics uh, should be replaced by a tidal wave of new female talent. So you're saying I that, didn't say that. Well, that's what it says in the <laughs> Daily Mail or wherever yeah. it was. Well, what I actually said um, was... Oh, I, I am ridiculous sometimes. I don't just... I don't listen to what I'm saying. Then I, I hear something later that apparently I've said, and I'm like, you silly bitch. Um, then, no, what I actually said was that I was quite jealous of afternoon TV show hosts because, yeah. you know, all I did say there are a lot of knackered old male stand-ups whose knees have gone, <laughs> who can barely stand to do the old stand-up anymore. So they get those really cushy afternoon quiz show mm-hmm. jobs. And there's quite a few of them doing it. And us girls just don't get... And I'm of an age now where a nice afternoon show with a bit of a sit-down between questions yeah. would be absolutely ideal. <laughs> so, that was, so that got misinterpreted and then twisted and all this kind of thing. And apparently, in the same article, I slagged off Rob Brydon, which I didn't. Right. Um, and everyone got all het up, but not many people. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's quite hard work pointless. They do about four in a day. Yeah, they get quite well paid for their four in a day. I'm sure they do, yeah. I think I could manage it. <laughs> I think that most of us with an auto cue... Oh, no, actually, he knows everything, doesn't he, the tall Richard, lad. Yeah, Richard is yeah. his mate. Though he does have a computer there that I suspect helps him out a little bit. And a, an earpiece, because you know that red-haired woman, the one that did the one where... A horrible one where you go and you go... Anne Robinson. Yes. What, what an, yeah, what from the TV program. show You Go. That is that. Yeah. So it's You Go... <laughs> You go, you go. You are the weakest. I'd watch that. Why didn't you, you do are, that? You, you go. go. Just get 20, go. 20 people in the room. You go, you go, you go, you go. You've won. Right. Well done. There we go. No questions. Come question. back next right. week for Let's another... Let's do one where there's no questions. There's people in a ring around you, yeah. and I'm sitting, standing in the middle going, you, your face, go. Just go. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Yeah. I like you stay. Yeah, you can do another round. No, you out. That would be good. Isn't it um, take me out? That That's basically take me out. <laughs> <laughs> that, I can't take my eyes off that but you know the red haired woman that did that show yes. you go, <laughs> you go. 
Um, she got all her insults through an earpiece. Did she? Yeah, she didn't even think of them herself. Do they think the insults were directed at her and then she just said <laughs> to other people? But You're I just a fucking thought... bitch. You're a fucking bitch. I just thought, you know, all those snidey, snidey comments, somebody else... There was a there was sort of young people in a box going, <laughs> yeah. and she can say this, now. and then she did. And you yeah. just think, well, how unattractive that is. Well, you could tell because with any one channel, which rarely they did, but Dave Gorman, I think I remember, kind of coming back and you know and saying did stuff he challenge to her. her. Yeah, and, and she couldn't really deal with it because there was <laughs> yes, and, cause that's there's, right. there's no the people in her ear aren't sharp enough to deal with it, and she's not. They need you know it's a good job for for a comedian that job. Yeah. That would be perfect. You would be perfect on that. No, not yeah. really. I know the language. <laughs> they, can, they, can, they can just edit that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, mm. <laughs> you stupid cunt. Yeah. 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 Anyway, you are the stupidest go. cunt. You, goodbye. <laughs> I'm pitching that. I'm pitching it. You are the stupidest cunt. Fuck off. Yeah. To give it its proper... Title. We can do it. We can do it online. I can. We can make it with my vast sprawling you know, empire. Sometimes I have really good ideas for TV shows, <laughs> and I forget to tell anybody until the BBC have had the same idea. Yeah. And I'm very intrigued by who. Where's the man that uh, works for a, a craft shop, arts and crafts? He's over there, aren't they? I, I, what a great job! Mm-hmm. Is it the paint one on the corner by Leicester Square? No, it's in Wolverhampton. It's in oh. Wolverhampton. I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> I'm really sorry. No, no, no. But I love the idea of working, working in an arts and craft shop. I would steal so much of the merchandise. <laughs> I love a bit of art and craft. I do seriously you? do. What I wanted to do, the, the TV programme that was in my head was um, Celebrity Art Club. Right. Because I've just had to do Splash. Yes. I had to do it because... You had to do it. Because I wanted some money. Okay. Uh, <laughs> And I'm a whore for the light entertainment. <laughs> a whore for it. Uh, I'll do voiceovers, adverts. I'll do anything, me. Uh, so, but I did you, splash. You're and on this. I did. <laughs> so I did splash. And um, it was quite painful. And, was it? Uh, yes. Yes, and, and, and I'm, I've, I have an injury. I have a diving injury now, uh, which has affected my panto arm. Uh, yeah, actually, and you've got to because I might sue. I'm trying to work out how many good panto years I've got left in me, and I reckon about ten uh, before I really. What happen, when you do panto, you have to have full use of the panto arm. You look at me really blankly. Your audience never go to panto. They Rich. don't know. They well, just okay. come here. This so is the, the panto same. arm has to be able to draw a sword. It has to be able to do that out gesture yeah. right, like that, or point upstage like that. Maybe with a cloak on. That's panto arm. <laughs> the diving has restricted my panto arm. Could you not use the other arm? <laughs> no, no, because <laughs> then you're doing that across your face. You have to... Well, just make the other people come on from the other side. You can't, because in Panto, Rich, good people come in <laughs> oh, on right. from stage right, baddies come on from stage left. It's a tr- tradition. Don't fuck with the tradition! <laughs> anyway, so um, there's that. So how did, you in- how did you injure yourself? Just diving, hitting the water? Diving, diving. Is, water's really hard. Yeah. And I... Did they? Was it? Was it a non-heated pool and it had frozen over? Did you get confused with the ice one, the ice dancing one? I'm disappointed about you and your physics. You should know that 
uh, when you dive from a high board, five metres long, yeah. um, and you have to break the water. You actually have to break the water with your hands have to be in a, uh, a certain position. Hold on. Oh, God, I don't know why we're not mic'd up properly. You've got to go like that, right? That's what you've got to do to break. You've got to break the water with your hands like that together. If you don't do that, you break the water with your thighs, which is what I did. I was so badly bruised, I looked like I'd been through a car windscreen. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that was that. You didn't win Splash, though. I'd, well, you didn't win... We don't, we don't know yet what happened on Pointless. I'm not, I just, I mean, you know, I'm not no, saying I, I you didn't, didn't win. No, no, no. I thought you would be much better at diving than that. I, I assume you'd be better at diving than a tiny child who I, looks like Sideshow Bob. I dived Bob. well. <laughs> <laughs> who looks like what? Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. He looks like that little boy. He, he's a tiny creature. He is. There's not many people who couldn't beat him in a fight. <laughs> but he can dive. Yeah. You know. So anyway, that's that. What else was I talking about? So I was doing that, and I got traumatised by the, the diving because I frightened myself when I realised quite how you could injure yourself, the panto arm, etc. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice to do Celebrity Art Club? Yeah. Where everyone sat around, drawing. <laughs> and knitting, and doing some things with clay and collage. <laughs> and all this sort of... Anyway, the BBC are doing it. Are they? Not with me. You, I thought you were going to say uh, celebrity shoplifting club because you were talking about nicking art supplies. Yeah. Why not try that? I could do, it could yeah. send a load of celebrities yeah. out to shops to steal and see stuff. who gets the best stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like that. That'd be good. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, I know someone who'd be good on it. But who, I'm not, who I'm not going to say because it'll be it'll be, sub, it'll be against the law. I, I actually do. I, I still do a little do bit. Still? I used to. I used to. I used to shoplift quite a lot in my twenties when I was a bit depressed. Yes. Uh, for the oh, thrill. So I was too depressed to get my wallet <laughs> out. <laughs> too depressed. Well, a, I didn't have any money, and b, it was the yeah. thrill of it though, because I, I generally only stole stuff I hardly ever. And I stole really odd stuff. Occasionally, I stole kind of uh, stationary supplies that I did need. Yeah. But I would steal things I didn't really need just for the thrill of running away. It was quite good fun. Did you run away? Did you? Did you do no, the sprint? No. What I did was, um, and this is a very good tip for anyone who wants to shoplift is I would just walk out with the thing in my hand that I wanted to take Yeah. Uh, because then I figured might not be legally there might be some policemen in the audience uh, that if you, you go oh sorry I didn't realise I was doing you know if you've hidden it I think you, you're in trouble but if yeah. you walk it out within your hand I stole every single Tintin book in two <laughs> in, in two goes good but that's quite good I quite like those you must have been looked like you were shifting stock yeah yeah Really? Yeah, like I think you if, you just, if you're just walking out with loads of stuff, they're going to go, yeah. oh, there must be a reason for that guy to... <laughs> but now I do still shoplift. I mean, this is, this is probably... As Don't a, tell anybody. As a criminal, this is a bad thing to do. Yeah. Because people will be watching out for me now. Uh, but um, if I'm, like, in a motorway service station and I feel the prices are ridiculous... Yes. I will sometimes make the price closer to what I think it yeah. should be. <laughs> Because I figure, you know, they're stealing And also, like, what, once I was in a, a, a news agent, they were just... The, it was in W. H. Smith or somewhere like that. And the queue was and so long. And they're being long. slow. They're too yeah. slow to they're get too money. slow. And I thought, yeah. I've, yeah. I've got to go. I've got to go somewhere. I'm ta- I need this. I'm taking it. Yeah. And uh, if you stop me, I'll go, well, that's fine. I'll tell everyone that I wait for 15 minutes to buy it. And you couldn't, didn't yeah. serve me. So, you know, yeah, you can decide stand up that. in court. Yeah. <laughs> You're only a 45-year-old yeah. man. <laughs> 46. Uh, but, you know, it's better than what all the other celebrities are up to. It? so it's not 
Hey! Uh, but I do okay, but it's very wrong. You shouldn't do it because ultimately it's the consumer that suffers. Well, not really if it's you. No, but it's not me. <laughs> and stealing is wrong and bad, especially yeah. from me. Uh, so uh, let's have a look. Um, uh, oh, I'll ask you an emergency question because you haven't had hardly any of these. You had, did have some emergency questions. Uh, what um, if you had to choose between a tit that dispensed talcum powder? You may have a, heard a what? this question. A tit. A tit. A tit. Like a breast. Yes. Like one of your breasts would yes. dispense talcum powder. Oh, I like that idea. Well, yeah, that's good, but wait. The non-chafing tit. Yeah, well, and also then you could use it for, you know, whatever you wanted, as much talc and powder as you Brilliant. could reasonably use. Fountain or, of talc, yeah. great. Yeah, lovely, lovely. Or a finger that could travel through time. I'll yeah. take talc and tit. Will you? Wow, straight in. <laughs> Total I don't think you've tit. thought about this enough. I don't need to think about it. <laughs> I don't want the, no, the, the travelling finger. Yeah. No, talc and tit. I travel a lot on virgin trains that stink. <laughs> Talcum tit would be so useful. Oh, I really... No, it's the best invention ever. Yeah. Was that what... Uh, the, uh, are you or other guest, Adam, when, when you had yes. Adam Buxton last on? Last week, yeah. Last week. And I'm surprised that's not out yet. I'm surprised you know about it. <laughs> <laughs> but he was talking about the puffball. He was, yeah. And you didn't know what one was. I didn't, well, no, I didn't. But, but you're what, a country boy. That's why I, li- I like this, because you learn. I yeah, but I've seen I was, them. I was kept on a very tight rein as a child by my mother. She wouldn't well, let me out. Well, because you steal things from shops. <laughs> <laughs> I was very good when I was a kid. In fact, the, my dad keeps on going on about this story, where when I was, I was so principled and good at school, I never did anything wrong. Right I was quite bad, but uh, I was cheeky, but I didn't. I would yeah. never have stolen. And there was one time I was in the sixth form canteen, and I noticed that the woman wasn't paying attention. There were, like, Twixes on the counter. And so to show her, to demonstrate that she wasn't paying attention... To demonstrate, I took, I took and a Twix, and I hid it behind my back and then I, when I got to the counter I was going to go I could have stolen that and then I was going to pay for it just to show her it's a great, but great then excuse. one of the other dinner ladies came up yeah. to me and got me and, and was really furious and was going to dob me in. and she still goes on about it now apparently I was convinced she is that I would steal stuff <laughs> But I wouldn't have stolen stuff then. They, any, they'd claim anything for a bit of fame, <laughs> wouldn't they? <laughs> they come back. <laughs> and was Prove it your it. father said what? He, said, he thought you were a principal my dad, boy. My dad still goes on and on about it, and he's convinced that I was trying to steal the Twix. I, I'm on your dad's I side. I wasn't, though. I was trying to... I was being like the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> I was trying to show the authorities. No, I wasn't being like the Dukes of Hazard. They would have stolen the Twix, probably. None of you remember anything about the... Why have you forgotten the, the 1970s, that was? Uh, OK, so definitely no time-travelling finger. That's interesting, no. Oh, no. Um, Who, how, how many of these have you done? Uh, this is about 35, I think, 46. But Talcum of Tit questions. How oh, many no, people... I've done it. I haven't done that. That's quite a new question. There isn't even a T-shirt for that. That's how new... <sighs> I That's how the, new that is. I think the T-shirt should have a hole in it and yeah. the tit should come out. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the T-shirt would be called Talcum of... Tit of Talcum. Yeah. Or Talcum Tit. Talcum doesn't really matter. Tit, and then your tit would be hanging out of it and people would maybe think it was a magic tit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give that a go. i see. I see if that sells. As well as... Have you ever, have you ever seen a Bigfoot? No. No. Good question. <laughs> it's, quite, it's, quite, it's quite a good question. Um, uh, what is the chemical composition of a carrot? A ke- the chemical composition? Yeah, what, how, what, how many chemicals are there in a carrot? Uh, well, there's a lot of water. 
Mm. It'd be something like 98% water. Yeah. And then there'll be some... Is it, are you talking vitamins? Do we have to... No, it's the, ke- the chemicals that are in it. There's loads of different ones. Is it CR12? I don't know. <laughs> you could just say anything. I don't, I don't know. I, know, I have I, no I idea. I don't know that. I don't know that. If you were going to go on Dragon's Den, what would you pitch on Dragon's Den? Have you got an invention you would like to pitch to Dragon's Den? Um, I should have thought about this, shouldn't I? Yeah. Cause I, well, I don't uh, know how you would have been able to. That's the first time I've asked it. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did once have an idea, and I can't remember what yeah. it is, which is a shame. I have them all the time, and then I keep forgetting them. I was, I, I was trying to think what mine were, but I can't remember what they are. I think that question is too hard to spring on people. Because if you really had a good idea, yeah. you'd take it to Dragon's Den, not give it away on this stupid podcast <laughs> for all your nerdy I mates could... to listen in and think, oh, well, I'll take that to Dragon's Den. I could fund it with my, bad, my badge millions. I sold well, four, okay, four, I'm four badges. Ta- I'm going to take Talcum Titin. Okay, you can do. Yeah. You're welcome, You're welcome to it. I think, if anything, that's Shappy or Sandy's idea. That's where that... Would you rather be a cow or a badger, and why? That cow or badger? Yeah. Don't know if I asked you that in Edinburgh. I think... I, well, I've never seen... Uh, cows make good rugs. Um, I love... I have a cowhide at home, nice big cowhide. Um, and I don't, th- I don't think badgers... Badgers only come make toothbrushes, don't they? <laughs> and shaving, shaving brushes. Shaving brushes, yeah, they make them Yes, the... I remember when I had a brace, and um, part of the, the sort of... Getting over having a brace was being bought a badger bristle um, toothbrush. Oh, right, okay. It's in the 70s. Is it, what, the 1870s? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> badger bristle toothbrush. You were taken on a badger hunt <laughs> and you had to catch your own badger and um, forge your own brush. No, I, I don't know the answer to that one either. No. Which would I rather. So, what badgers, they, people are killing them, aren't they? They are, yeah. I'd rather be a cow. Yeah, people are killing them as well. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> You'd rather be eaten after you've been killed. I've I've never seen a live badger. All you ever see them, you see them squashed on the road all the time, don't you? I don't think there's ever such a thing as a live badger. You don't think there are any live ones? No. You think someone comes up at night and just put dead Dead badgers badgers. on the road? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To make us think there are badgers. (laughs) And he's the the bloke just spreading TB uh, himself and then blaming the badgers. (laughs) That would be good. Um, So uh, you're doing Grumpy Old Women, number three. Stage three, stage three, three number yes. three. Yeah, these are. There the, can't be that much you're grumpy about. You can do three shows of it. This, uh, well, do you know what? We've already sold this one to New Zealand, so fuck you, Richard. <laughs> um, no, they are odd. They're, they're, they're funny. Well, you worked on the first did, one, yeah, and yeah. then you got too much money for it, so we didn't use you again. Um, and uh, it's not my fault. <laughs> no, you have a very good agent, I but he's my agent as well, and I got the bum part of the deal. But anyway, we're over that now. Um, we're not having a Stephen Marchant moment. How ugly did it get? It was just a bit tense. Was it? So, yeah. Brilliant. Um, I love it when things go wrong. Um, so yeah, the, the Grumpy Show is a new one, and they are odd. I don't suppose anybody here has ever seen one. Why would you? Uh, <laughs> they're, 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 it's very, very fun. They are good, but it is like an audience of 98% women and the script editor. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> in the back, kind of terrified, because there is this... Not, I was in, I came to see it in Cheltenham, I think. Yeah, which is and, kind uh, of one of the bases. It's yeah. a bit like army bases. You have sort of spiritual homes of grumpy old women. Yeah. And actually, anywhere that's got a Scottish woollen mill shop, <laughs> anywhere you can buy a kilt locally... <laughs> 
you know that you've got a lot of grumpy old women. <laughs> and uh, they frightened you, didn't they? Yeah, it was just the sound. The sound of the lots of middle-aged women laughing yeah. is really terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's properly, like, viscerally... There's something in you just instinctively Wants that makes run. you want to run from that. <laughs> <But cover>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, that maybe it's to protect yeah. the They, they still work. People. It's extraordinary. They're really... Because there's kind of... They're not like stand-up and they're not like plays and they're not like anything really because they're, they're written and they're a three-week rehearsal period and they're kind of quite physically big. They have to have trucks and they have to... You know, it's this one. I, know, I can tell you because I know you won't come see it. So uh, it starts with a shed on stage. So it's a, a, a shed like a, you know, garden shed. And it's all nice music. Do, 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 That one. The other TV show I'd like to do is Movement to Music. Um, <laughs> whenever I hear that, that do, 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 I want to be a crocus. Do you remember pretending to be a crocus? <laughs> pushing, pushing through the ground. Anyway, forget that image. <laughs> So you've got the shed, you've got the lovely pastoral music, and then suddenly it's there's some thunder and lightning, and smoke comes out of the shed, and the theme tune from Space Odyssey, that one, starts up, and the shed opens up like that, and the three of us walk out like space women. Yeah. Anyway, it's really good. Uh, <laughs> and you'd be really impressed. And that takes an hour and a half, and then you go, bye! <laughs> No, it's really it is really physical it's a real it is kind of like a workout really it's uh, it's a lot going on i had i I, I talked to virginia ironside on my meaning of life show and she does uh, she does shows about slightly she's a slightly older so they're more about old age her shows but there's uh then you know, yours yes, is a, I've yours seen, is a show I've seen one of her shows. I've seen so one of shows. But it's kind of, that's interesting because it's an increasing audience. There's a market, it? yeah. There's a massive yeah. audience and they people who still go to the theatre and people who, are, you know, have disposable income. So it's like a big... And also we do a pizza offer. <laughs> uh, and that gets them out. Oh, <laughs> with the Pizza Express, you get a ticket to the show and yeah. a half-price pizza. Yeah. Come on down, girls. Um, you can get that... <laughs> Uh, all the time at Pizza Express. <laughs> you really can. I don't I can't remember the last time I went to Pizza Express and didn't get half price pizza. Uh, I think Pizza Express have just yeah. very gradually moved their prices so that it's cost yeah. double. And so they go, it's half price now. Very good though. I mean, you know, I'm, I fancy a Pizza Express now you've mentioned Can't that. eat pizza. Can you not eat pizza? I'm massively allergic to tomatoes. Are you? That is weird because Adam Buxton, who we had on last week, who didn't talk about this last week, but the last time was here, doesn't eat cheese. Not so, at all. No. So he goes to he, he if he goes for a pizza, he just has some dough with some some we tomato could maybe on it. Share the two a pizza, of you, but it would get very out. messy. We have claw off the tomato, <laughs> yeah. and he'd have to lift. Yeah, it would what, be a just mess. tomatoes. That's an unusual. Are you allergic or just don't like them? Massively allergic. What happens if you I eat get a tomato? My mouth. Who's blistered. got a tomato? <laughs> don't throw any. My mouth blisters up. I get tiny, painful mouth ulcers. But you're working in the worst that. job for yes, that. No, that's right. Because people can't. throw tomatoes at us. They don't like us. I'm not that old. <laughs> I don't belong to Shakespearean stand-up comedy days. I do. I think they should. Well, no, I don't think they should bring it back. Actually, yeah, but it's quite should, funny. Yeah. The idea of having squash tomatoes and cabbage leaves. Thrown don't at give you. them any ideas. They'll be back. They'll be back next week throwing stuff at me. There's been flies in here. Everything's already. We've already have enough of that. Um, that's terrible. Being allergic to tomatoes. I must have known that before. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's you know it's, it makes my life very difficult. Yeah. Is this the bit where I start to cry? Yeah. If you like, this it's, the... I mean, it's it's pretty weak compared to I'm some really of the confessions sorry. I've had. Yeah. Sometimes I get a blistered mouth if I. Eat 
a tomato, but I just yeah. generally don't eat a tomato. And then it's, yeah. then it's fine. Any uh, other of the tomato family that will that will make? So that I don't happen? do strawberries either. Really, or, I don't do much red stuff. No. I know. Oh. It's, it's t- anyway, listen, I, even I'm bored of that now. I'm not. I'm fine, I'm, I find that fascinating. I've learned something very interesting about you. We did share a flat in the 1990s a lot in Edinburgh. Yeah. We, every year, we more or less... We... Yeah, you wore the same dressing gown. <laughs> I did. I always... I, it's not the same one I've got now, but I like having a dressing gown. It was a toweling one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was a blue one, that one, I think. Yeah. Oh, yes. That didn't, had didn't seen like that. better days. <laughs> I, I don't think it had actually seen any better days, actually. It was kind of... A dank dressing gown of despair. I'm glad you remember it. I had forgotten that I, I didn't know I was so prepared that I took a dressing gown up to Edinburgh in those days. I always do now. <laughs> I spent most of my day sitting around in the flat. Oh, yeah, I know. Actually, I have to say that I did Edinburgh last year and I, I, the flat was so high up, I had to really think about going out. You know when you do, there's too many stairs and these big tenement blocks in Edinburgh and you just think, well, I could go out. And you think, oh, I can't be arsed with those stairs on the way back. <laughs> so I only went out once a day, really, to gig. So um, I used to listen to your podcasts. Oh. And it was a bit like having a cat. <laughs> a sort of cyber cat. Yeah. Because it was quite comforting. Yeah. And I sort of was very lonely. Oh. I was terribly lonely and We'd very hungry, but couldn't be asked to do the stairs. <laughs> so I just used to lie weakly on this bed. Weak. And listen to your podcast. Can you believe all that time? I can't. It just seems to me like the 1990s was so. It does, that doesn't seem like 20 years. We'd have been sharing a flat 20 years ago. 20 then. years ago, I know. You that never made just... a single pass. I know. Everyone used to scratch. I was very pretty in those days. Well, that. <laughs> I think the shock is because you're still very pretty now. So that is why. Well, they, I, I, I went still through very... a phase. I went through a phase and I was quite attracted. And uh, you'd have thought they'd have all been scratching at my door, begging to come in, but no. no um, but it was nice. There were some, some nice moments. It was nice. It was, it was fun. really nice. It was fun, but I can't believe it. it just feels Dundas Street we lived in. That Dundas, was nice. that yeah. Was the first one, very nice. Just the time passes very quickly. That's all I'm talking about. Your little daughter used to come and see us now. She's 24 years old, is she? She used to make a leaflet. Um, and I used, to, I used to make a leaflet for me as well, stick things... She was so short, and I used to give her blue tack and my posters, and she was so short, they'd end up on uh, lampposts, really short, low down. <laughs> so dogs would be pissing on my face. <laughs> I think that was her revenge. She's, um, she's a writer now. Yeah. Yeah, she's a playwright. It's incredible. And she's got an agent. She's and she really a... looks like you, because I was going to talk about this, but you, there's loads of photos of you from the early days, because you were doing stand-up in, in the alternative comedy in the 1980s. I invented it, love. You did invent it. <laughs> and so, but she looks very like you, very, very similar, which is, is, lo- which is lovely. But uh, what, actually, there's quite a lot of people have died, haven't they, recently from yeah, those early yeah, days. Yeah. And so it again, gives you an idea of the kind of passage of time but you were there doing punk poetry uh like in the 1980s in the tunnel club and places like that oh god yeah i mean there was such a dread i had such a horrible time i was about 22 when i started doing punk poetry because i was desperate to be an actress and nobody would take me seriously i'll feed his own pet yeah i don't beg to differ um um (laughs) And I, yeah, I used to do the really, really rough clubs. And there was, the tunnel club was particularly awful. And there was a flyover. You used to have to walk over this flyover. And the old man, I'd been with the same bloke for 30 years, over 30 years now. We spent Valentine's night installing a new dishwasher. Uh, that's nice. <laughs> that was nearly... The, 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 honestly, that was the closest I think we've come to breaking up. 
really, you know. And, um, and he was so out of puff doing this dishwasher. I thought, how unattractive. And he had to go and lie down on the sofa and I had to bring him a lime cordial. <laughs> While he got his breath it's back. It's very nice that I got a new dishwasher recently and I got John Lewis to put it in for me. You could have did done they that. Do yeah. it for yeah. you. Yeah. You have to pay him, but it's going to do it for you. And we did it ourselves. It was miserable. It's too complicated. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Jeff used to give me a lift to this walkover and I used to look at the traffic below and think I could jump off this bridge <laughs> and put an end to this now. It was really, really scary. It was scary times. I mean, it was much more variety. Chris Luby, who has recently died, is, yeah. uh, was doing... Um, uh, machine gun Yeah, noises. machine gun Well, and, and airplanes. Yeah, and, and fly so, pa- bypass it. Fly passes. Fly passes, those sort of, yeah. Yeah, those sort of things. So yeah. now Murray started. Yeah. He had, he had a very strange act where, <laughs> didn't he pretend to be a serial killer? Yeah. With a machine gun. Yeah. And then he put a body in the boot. Yes. I remember watching that thinking, this is quite dark. <laughs> <laughs> it was a relief when he did the pub landlord. <laughs> really was. God. So yeah, there was there was a hugely that people were, and I think that's come back, and that it's good. I think that there's a lot of different comedy around at the moment, and what's more healthy is that I think audiences are have a lot more imagination. Maybe it's because they're open to just they're more open to stuff. Yeah. There's more choice and there's more venues, so people who don't want to see mainstream comedy don't have to go and see it. You know, you just go, well, I'm not going there. Look at the kind of people that go there. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't and. But back then, you were forced into doing those places because there weren't... Yeah. So someone like the Tunnel Club, when you came on, which was notoriously... The, very, the hecklers were there ready to yeah. eat up everybody yeah. who came on stage. So a young woman comes on and starts doing punk poetry. Yeah. Did they, did they enjoy that? Or well, did they I, give I, you a hard I, time? I, do, I do, used to go so loud and so fast and do so much swearing that they couldn't, they couldn't get in. That yeah. was my sort of defence mechanism. So all this sort of, you know, the hardest woman in comedy was actually because I was a snivelling coward and didn't want them shouting at me. So I was just there going, fuck this, fuck that! Fuck everything! Fuck, 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 fuck! Hey! <laughs> Nothing's changed, really. There, there was one that went, Oh dear, agony auntie, I have a discharge in my panties. It's not VD, I'm sure of that. I've never had trouble before with my twat. I was 22. Nothing has changed. Oh dear. Yeah, so do you, do you get. Yeah. It's always a, the, the well-timed pause. Oh, you sort of turned, you sort of turned into your headmaster father. Then. I did a little bit. Yes, very oh, good. <laughs> well done. Bad, thanks. And uh, what was it? Was it harder for the? Was it harder for women then than it is now, or is it harder now for women to do stuff? Harder for me. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. I, don't, it's, it, I suppose it's different for everybody. But I, I think genuinely that the door is more open now for women, and I think that women in comedy are much more um, welcoming of other women in. I think that, and this sounds quite, not, and I was as guilty of it as anybody. But I think we were very precious, and I think that if you, as a woman, you got in anywhere, you wanted to close the door behind you, close the door, <laughs> don't let anyone else through, don't let any of the other bitches in. And I think that that genuinely was was a, a kind of again a defence thing, yeah. because there wasn't that much work, and it was kind of you didn't want to share it. And I think that women comics now are just so much more generous with each other and a lot more supportive. And actually, you know, they have this network 
of friendship that is very healthy and I, you know, I, I sort of sniff around the edges of it and I'm very, very happy when I'm invited in. I feel really kind of privileged because that didn't happen to me from, from when I was starting out. Mm. Not really. I mean, it, it fits and spurts, but we didn't really see each other enough and there wasn't the social networking. So you'd go months without seeing another female comic yeah. because they never had two on a bill. You know, that would be madness. <laughs> Um, so it's it's changed, and I think it's changing for the better, and it's interesting to watch. Hmm. And so with the, all the panel shows, that's what everyone's going on about now. Still, and so, I'm but I've been still used... together, still waiting for a phone call, yeah. and I beef on about it. I've been very indiscreet. Um, and the, the worst one, I'll tell you this anecdote. Then I've got to get the one seven six. Okay. Um, I Right, so they were talking about women doing panel shows and comedy shows on Women's Hour. Well, I was in my house, uh, and I thought, well, yes, they're talking about this, and I know about this, I'm going to join in. And I tweeted Women's Hour, and I said, um, it, was a, it was a female producer was on saying that she found it very difficult to recruit women comics to do Have I Got News For You. And she was going on about how many women said no. So I tweeted in, and Jane Garvey, who presents Women's Hour, uh, read my tweet out, and, and I was listening to the radio at the time, <laughs> and all of a sudden, my tweet was read out, and I, I blushed. I, I felt myself just... <laughs> I, was on, I was in my daughter's bedroom. I wasn't trying to find her diary. I might have been. <laughs> and I was, like, in a pool of my own embarrassment as they read out my tweet, which is basically saying, well, I've been in comedy for 30 years, and I've never been invited on to have a hang on new to you. <laughs> so, anyway, this female producer, just, she sort of went, for a bit, and then she said this thing, which actually was very to the point. She said, well, the thing is about Jenny Claire, she's not really everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> I am listening at home. <laughs> I'm unemployed. Uh, well, I'm not unemployed, because you can never be unemployed if you're freelance. That's the great thing about being freelance. But I've been sacked from loose women. I'm there, and I'm thinking, well, what the fuck? And that was me told. And sometimes that is the truth. Sometimes people don't like you. Sometimes well, they've had uh, Nigel editors. Farage on it. They've had that other fucking idiot that's, from UKIP on it. No one likes I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Less popular than yes. Nigel Farage. <laughs> <laughs> that's next year's Edinburgh poster. <laughs> But it is ridiculous. The, the lovely thing, when you do something, we've done just a minute together. And well, last time I was on just a minute, it, did, it didn't even strike me at the time, but the, you know, there was two, there was more than one woman, which is obviously yes, quite yes. Uh, Sheila Hancock and, uh, and Josie Lawrence. And, uh, you know, it didn't even strike me. It's just so, but it's so lovely, actually, to have that vibe in a, in a, in a room, because it's not loads of men being competitive. And, and I think to... it actually makes the men relax. I think the yeah. men go, oh, phew. Uh, two really unfunny women. I won't, <laughs> I won't have to try very hard. No, I don't think that. I think that actually everyone goes, oh, this will be a bit of a laugh. Yeah. And I think the, when I now see a television programme, a panel show, and there aren't any women on it, I, je- I, do, I won't watch it. Um, and I don't watch the ones that I've not been invited on to. <laughs> I, I don't know why I think I can talk about panel games. I don't watch any of them. Um, so it's, but it, it, it is changing. It is getting better, and, I, you know... I, 
I mean, there were just so there were absolutely so many. Once you just list the, all the women who could be on panel shows, it's yeah. ridiculous because there are so many fantastic yeah. women who would be, you know, would be able to do that. And Equally it's not everyone's cu- it's not everyone's cup of tea. I mean, I don't think I, I wouldn't do mock the week because I don't think I'd be very good on. Oh, mock I'd the be week. rubbish. But there that. are lots of women who would be good on mock the week if they were allowed to go on it. Yeah, it would yeah. be interesting to see whether that whether they are. But we'll see. It is going to be interesting yeah. to see whether they stick to that promise and whether. I mean, the most important thing is that you know it isn't tokenism that they don't mean women as in you know some female pop star or um weather girl or whatever you know it it should be a really good female comic yeah so not me <laughs> and not not me unless i'm prepared to make that ultimate sacrifice for my <laughs> for my career it might be the only way on uh, it's been lovely to talk to you thanks it's so much for coming in as ever. Thank ladies you very and gentlemen much. jenny eclair You have been listening to Richard Herring's That's the Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Jenny Eclair. The music is by Pess. Thanks to Orange Mark at the British Comedy Guide and all the staff at the Leicester Square Theatre and for Chris Evans. No, not that one. Don't be stupid. He wouldn't be involved in this. The Welsh one. Uh, and everyone from GoFasterStripe.com who have made all of this possible. It was produced by Ben Walker. It's a Fuzz Go Faster Stripe and Sky Potato production. Thank you for listening. As I said at the start, if you would like to donate some money to help this keep running and other stuff keep running, go to gofasterstripe.com slash R-H-M-O-L and you can donate even just one pound. You'll get a badge. To be honest, we haven't really made enough money from this to pay for the badges yet, so it would be nice just to buy a badge so that we're not in, in debt for the badges. Uh, and if you want, you can you can donate money every month, which would be fantastic. If you could just give us a pound a month, if everyone who listened to... Rahul Estepa gave us a pound a month. We could do some amazing things. So be one of the people who donates and, and you'll get rewarded in heaven and also get uh, to see and also get a badge as well while you're on earth. <laughs> and there is a special, for people who do subscribe monthly, there is a special channel with uh, secret stuff that you can't get anywhere else. So it's worth doing for that. So just a pound, you can give more than a pound a month if you want. That would be lovely. Uh, or come and see me on tour. All my dates at richardherring.com. I'll be at the Edinburgh Fringe again, as usual. And whenever you listen to this, I'm probably on tour, unless I am dead. In which case, come to my grave and have a look at it. <laughs> and maybe do a wee on it. That, um, that is what, what I want. If I am dead, you can do it and say that's what he wanted because it is what I want. We on my grave and smunk on it. <laughs> Thanks, bye!